Okay, so that concludes 20 minutes of meditation. I would invite you to practice the third step prayer with the group. Uh, we're going to do it one line at a time, one breath at a time. And we're going to take a few breaths in between each line of the prayer to actually do what it says to do and what it says not to do. So I would invite you to reclose your eyes if you open them. And for me, the first line of the word, uh, the first line of the prayer is the word God. So I breathe in God. And I think the, the prayer is asking me to make a connection to call to this thing we call God or higher power, whatever you want to call it. So I take a few breaths and I call to it like I would call to a friend to get their attention. And when I'm ready, I breathe out the next line of the prayer. I offer myself to thee. And I take a few breaths and I consider my commitment to that offering. How committed am I to offering myself right here, right now to my higher power? And I breathe in to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. And I take a few breaths and I try to see if there's a sense or a feeling or a knowing of what my higher power might want to build with me today or even right now. And I breathe out. Relieve me of the bondage of self. And I take a few breaths and I try to see what it might feel like or sound like or be like. If I had no bondage of self, no story, no old ideas, no opinions, just breath going in and out with a quiet mind. And I breathe in, that I may better do thy will. Again, I take a few breaths. And I contemplate how much better could I do God's will if I really had that quiet, open mind. And I breathe out, take away my difficulties. And I take a few breaths and I look over my day today and I try to see what have been my difficulties. What has gotten in the way of me being the person that I think my higher power would have had me been?
Highbury then, that victories over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. And I take a few breaths and I think about the people I might come in contact with the rest of today. And I think about how I might affect them if I really was an example of God's love and God's power and God's way of life. And I breathe out the last line of the prayer. May I do thy will always. And I take a few breaths. And I allow myself to smile. And I picture myself doing God's will right here, right now, always. can gently open your eyes. When you open your eyes, try to focus your attention now on your breathing and your seeing. Try to focus your attention on what you're seeing. Not, mm, not what you're seeing. Try to focus your attention on the idea that you are seeing. <laughs> that, that seeing is happening through you right now. Try not to get caught up in a story about what you're seeing. Okay. So... I am Randy, and I am alcoholic. Oh, it's nice to see all your faces today. I, um, I say I'm alcoholic, and what that means to me is that my body is allergic to alcohol. I'm alcoholic. I'm allergic to alcohol. I can never, ever drink alcohol successfully ever again, one day at a time today. I might drink it again, but it's not going to be good. And the reason it's not going to be good isn't because alcohol is good or bad. It's because I'm allergic to it, straight up. I can't drink it. I'm going to black out. I'm going to crave more. I'm probably going to crash cars and trash relationships and lose jobs and get thrown out of places to live because that's what happens to me. And evidently, that's what happens to most people that have become allergic to alcohol when they start drinking again. Very few people come back to the meeting after drinking when once they have become allergic to drinking and and tell the group, wow, it was fantastic. <laughs> Everything went great. I had a beer and that was it. By the way, I'm not one bit interested in having a beer. That, that to me just sounds like torture. 
But if you were talking about a 12-pack or as much as I could drink, that might at least pique my interest. But the idea of, oh, have a glass of wine with dinner, mm, not that interested in that. No, you better have a case. So I'm allergic to alcohol. I can't drink alcohol. The only reason that I would drink alcohol again today, knowing what I know about my allergy to alcohol, is, is because I have a disease called alcoholism. It's a disease that centers in my mind. It's a disease that talks to me in my own voice. And it's a disease that's constantly showing me that I have an unsatisfiable, fault-finding, opinionated mind that's always in a hurry, easily frustrated, and can't stand the word no. So that's who I am with alcoholism. That's how my day unfolds as an unsatisfied day. Even when I get exactly what my mind told me was the thing that would make me happy today, I am still not happy if I'm in alcoholism. I still need that plus something else. And this is where I find myself, here, now, at an AA meeting. And the reason I'm at this meeting is for what it says in the second step. It says, it says, every AA meeting is an assurance that God will restore me to sanity if I rightly relate myself to it. So I like to remind myself that just coming to the meeting doesn't restore me to sanity. And not drinking today doesn't restore me to sanity. And working steps today doesn't restore me to sanity. The only way that I am restored to sanity is if I am rightly relating myself to it right now. And so what that sounds like in my mind is, God, could you be with me? Could you help me to be here? Could you help me to be present? Could you help me to hear what's being said? Could you show me what I could add to this meeting? Could you help me be the person that you would have me be today, right now? And so when I go to a meeting, if I'm not leading the meeting, <laughs> and at the end of this meeting, I will not be leading this meeting. You'll be, you'll be sharing eventually. When you're sharing, I'm going to be asking my higher power to help me hear what you say. And I'm going to do it like a mantra. And I do this in my life. And the more I do it wherever I am, the more I am connected to whatever's happening in that moment. So I ask my higher power over and over, like a mantra, God, could you help me hear what's being said? Could you help me hear what's being said? Could you help me hear what's being said? Could you help me be present? And I do that because if I'm not doing that, my mind will get distracted by something that's said, maybe, by a word or a phrase or a memory and I will leave the meeting. My body will be here. I might even be smiling and nodding when I, with the words that I'm hearing, but I'm not hearing them because I am now self-talking or fantasizing 
about something that's happened to me in the past or about something that might happen to me in the future. But I am no longer present. And that is a, a way of life. That is the, the, in alcoholism, I can never be where I am. I can never be where my body is. But in recovery, I can be 100% present right here, right now at this meeting. And this is the only moment that I need to be present. That's the beauty of the second step. The only time I can practice coming to believe that there's a power and that that power is greater than me and that the power that's greater than me is the one that restores me to sanity. The only time that I can practice that is right here, right now. I can't come to believe later and I'm not going to come to believe earlier. It's happening right now. And it's happening if I am rightly relating myself to my higher power. And if I am having an experience that's different than alcoholism. And I'm coming to believe that the, the experience that's different from alcoholism is a quiet mind. That's it. That's what sanity is for me. You might have a different definition of sanity. But for me, the definition of sanity is a quiet mind, a peaceful mind. And that can be happening in the midst of incredible chaos or in the midst of nothing. But so can my crazy, unsatisfiable, fault-finding, opinionated mind be, be energized in the most calm of situations where nothing, absolutely nothing is happening. And my mind will come up with an idea. It'll just tell me randomly, you need to quit your job. They don't respect you comes out of nowhere. And I'll, I'll energize that thought. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why I didn't think of that earlier. I do. I hate all of those people. They're not treating me right. I'm positive. They're treating me badly. And I will make a case out of nothing, out of thin air. I will build a case for why I need to quit my job because my mind came up with that idea out of nowhere. That what it, that's what it's talking about. In step one, when it says my life has become unmanageable, the, the life that's unmanageable as an alcoholic with alcoholism isn't my outside life. It's my inner life. It's my thought life. It's the things that pop up in my mind randomly out of the blue. And I run with it. And I believe the conversation because it's me and it's in my own voice. And that's why it says, all of my troubles are basically of my own making. All of my troubles come out of my head. All of them. All, all, all of them. All of them, basically. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love that the word basically is in that sentence. Because it's the only way that I could swallow that sentence. All, if you told me all of my troubles are of my own making, I'd say, yeah, and you're part of them, so get the hell out of my life. <laughs> but if you say that basically all of my troubles are of my own making, that leaves me a little bit of wiggle room to blame some stuff on other things. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with basically of my own making. But my experience is, is that all of my troubles, all of my troubles, 
No matter what's going on, it's what my mind is telling me about what's going on that hurts. It's not what's going on. What I have found for my life is that I always, always, always have everything that I need in the moment that I need it when anything is happening and anything. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to turn your video off. Uh, so... Mm. So this meeting is about practicing. I hope you've been practicing. I know that when I practice, I have a new experience. And every time I have a new experience with the practicing of, of rightly relating myself to my higher power, every time I do that, I have the experience of having a quieter mind. Maybe not a completely quiet mind, but a quieter mind. And as I'm doing that, I'm coming to believe more that by rightly relating myself to my higher power, I could be restored to sanity in this moment. I have, I promise you this, I've never, through self-talking, through trying to figure out the solution to a problem, I've never made myself more sane. <laughs> when I self-talk to myself about how to get a raise at work, man, that gets crazy. When I self-talk to myself about how to get ahead on the freeway, that stuff makes me crazy. When I ask God to help me be the best driver I can be, I have a completely different experience. So I am coming to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. And I'm coming to believe that more today, right now, through practice. Like I said at the beginning, this doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen because I didn't drink today. I cannot drink alcohol successfully today. I might. I hope I don't. But I might. But not drinking will not quiet my mind. It makes it worse. And what happens when you come around this meeting, or the primetime meetings, and you start to see your mind and how your mind talks to you, in the beginning, it's, it's a little frightening. Because what I found for myself was that I, I'm a little crazy the way I talk to myself. It's crazy. It's insane how I talk to myself. But that's the whole point. If I don't see the insanity of my self-talk, there's no way I'm going to come to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity if I think what I'm doing in that self-talking mind is sane. If I think that that's okay, if I think that I can that I can talk my way out of the pain that I'm in with the mind that is creating the pain, that that's the insanity of it. The alcoholism has decided that this isn't right and that something needs to change. And it's telling me what needs to change. And it's trying to come up with ideas about how to change my mind about what needs to be changed, but it was my mind in the first place that came up with the idea that this needed to be changed. And so self can't get me out of self. I'm going to need a power greater than me. And I'm going to need it now. I can't wait till later. There is no later. There is no treating the disease later. This is it. So... Now, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> We're going to open the meeting up for sharing.
You can share about anything you want. Uh, if you would like, you could ask a question. If you do share, uh, it's going to be recorded. Uh, I'm recording the meetings and I make them available on a, on a podcasting site so people can re-listen to them. And by the way, we've, we've only been doing this for a couple of years with the podcasting site. I think we have like 110 recordings. We've had 23,000 downloads. 23,000 people have listened to a, a recording or... Or one person has listened to 23,000 times. I'm not sure. <laughs> but either way, that's pretty cool. All right. So the meeting's open. If you'd like to share, just raise your hand. I'll call on you. If you don't want to be recorded, you can ask me to not record you. Yes, DJ. Thank you. I'm DJ. I'm an alcoholic with alcoholism. Hi, DJ. And a spiritual seeker as well. Thank you, Randy. I just love this meeting. Love, love, love it. And always, I'm just thrilled to be here. That's why I wake up so early in the morning. Anyway, yesterday, I uh, found myself making some decisions that I felt were important. And, uh, and I, I did do that, a number of decisions during the day. And what I realized early this morning when I woke up is that when I was, I was talking to my higher power and, uh, I um I didn't have my I didn't ask my higher power about these decisions. Mm. And um what I came to realize with God, as I understand my God, I um you know it says in the book, in the big book, you know, God gave us brains to use. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I came back to Alcoholics Anonymous after my relapse, I had no brains to use <laughs> at all. And I just was so broken down. Anyway, so my higher power gave me brains to use yesterday in making those decisions. I now intuitively know how to handle situations Mm. that used to baffle me. Mm. And uh, I'm starting to understand that my intuition works today. Mm. It didn't work before. My intuition was, you know, out of this craziness in my head. Mm -hmm. But now, let me just say, I don't know about now, but yesterday, (laughs) it really worked. Mm. My own intuition. I never thought that would happen for me. Mm. I saw it in others, mm. and I thought, yeah, but not me. That will never happen for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just uh, really excited that I sometimes can see my own growth. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's uh, even better than you seeing the growth in me. Mm-hmm. Thanks for letting me share. Great to be here. Thanks, DJ. Um, don't see your name, but Galaxy S10. 
Hi, Randy, Ashley. Hi, you know, I'm things under Galaxy S10. <laughs> Randy, thank you so much for your share. I needed to hear, I, I got to hear everything that you said, and it was incredible. Um, oh, my life is very unmanageable right now. Uh, you know, in my almost, I got two years of sobriety in like two months. And I mean, this past like six months, I've really, since I've moved and changed jobs and all of these changes have happened in my life, I just, uh, being vulnerable, um, you know, lost my connection. I feel with, I just, with my higher power, I, my, I really have realized the, the truth behind getting it instilled in me that this is a thinking disease and it is not an alcohol disease. That is the solution. That's been my solution was the alcohol. This thinking disease is, I mean, it's so, I, I, I pray every day and I do say thank you God for another day sober because I am very grateful that I am, I am placed in a place of I am in a place of neutrality in this moment as I sit here talking to you, all you wonderful folks. I don't want to pick up a drink, and that is a miracle, and I'm so grateful for that. But setting my thoughts down, that is so hard. It's just, it's running rampant. I have this job that I've been working, and I really appreciate you saying, you know, these problems are basically of our making because I, I, there is a lot of truth behind what this job has been doing to me and what they're putting me through, but how I handle it, is on me and how I let it affect me is on me. And my entire life, I'm learning so much about myself and sobriety. And that is, um, you know, being very, uh, just, I'm very, um, it's hard for me to stand up for myself mm. and to know if I'm right or wrong. I've been in survival mode ever since I was a child I'm telling people what they want to hear. Cause I'm too worried. You know, I'm too scared to hear it to have them be upset or all, all of these things. And I, and I, you know, I, and I'll admit that I've, you know, been calling my sponsor after the fact, which is not okay. You know, that has been a, something that I've realized that, uh, you know, I've slowly been calling my sponsor after the fact. And, uh, I've just been allowing my mind to get the better half. It's just, I'm just, yeah, I'm not in denial. I have full awareness that, uh, but I'm having a really hard time, uh, you know, being out here now in Woodland Hills. I've, you know, it's taken me months to finally now like meet some women and going to meetings, which listening to my sponsor should have been the first thing that I had set up when I moved out here, you know, and there's a lot of things that I've done um, that I have not done correctly in my sobriety with all these changes, but that's okay because I am aware of that. And, with my job, I have to understand that there's lots of jobs out there and that um, as long as I'm sober and I stay in the presence of my higher power, that everything will work out. It's the trusting, you know, it's the trusting that is another, that that's the biggest thing that I, I, I forgot, I forgot about, you know, is, is to trust. Like I've gotten this far. I'm, you know, I, I took me a very, it was a hard time to get sober and all of these beautiful things have happened to me. Why did I forget that? Why did I forget that God, it hasn't had my back this whole time, you know, and I, and that's where my mind is coming into play. Like, Oh no, this should be this way. And that should be that way. Why is this happening to me and all this stuff? And it's like, wait, whoa, like listen to God and trust. And that's what, that's where I'm at is just to get back to the basics and to be here and see your handsome self hmm. and all you beautiful folks and to get back to the basics and just to trust and know that everything there's a path. And I, and that's the last thing I want to say is, um, 
all these things that keep on going like and this isn't like all these things keep like going wrong recently and i feel that that's my um i'm not on the right path i'm out of alignment when things keep on going wrong and to take a step back and to breathe and to you know just get back good to ground myself because things keep going wrong okay there's obviously something going on here that's bigger than me so i just get on my knees rightly relate myself go to meetings help another alcoholic and uh and just uh everything is okay so i appreciate and thank you for letting me share thanks ashley david Well, You're good. David, I'll call it. Grateful to be here. Thank you, Randy. Um, I've been going without a sponsor for a long time now, and I don't recommend that to anybody. But yesterday I met somebody who I'm going to go through the steps again a little bit with. And um, I kind of hit a wall. I kind of burned out a little bit in sobriety. I, I want to go a lot deeper than I am. Um, I feel like I, I've been running the show a lot. I have been, and I've been – doing it without a sponsor and without checking in with, with a lot of people. I just want more stability in my, in my sobriety. And so I asked them to be my sponsor and I'm excited about doing this again, going through this stuff again and hopefully going deeper in this. And but I recently have been running the show. I've been, what really helped me is that Bill W's letter on emotional sobriety about false dependencies. That's really what trips me up is that I get stuck on things that I think are going to make me happy and I don't, they don't work for a long time. They'd work to very quickly like a day or two and then I'm done. And so that's why I need this to go deeper because I've been running this problem over and over again. Doing, I've been doing the same thing over and over again, thinking I'm going to get a different result. I know that's insanity. And I'm doing that thinking that things are going to change if I do this. I just hold on to something else and grab something else and hold on to that for a while and I'll be happy to get something else Then I'll be happy. But I'm not happy with doing that. <laughs> it always always ends in just me being um, running the show and the mind show, as you call it today, which I wrote that down because I really like that. You know, my mind, the mind show, my mind's a stage, and I have no business running, being up there, being, just being an actor. Not run the, I just shouldn't be running the show. I'm just an actor. I'm just a channel, a vessel, and that's what I want to be. And I want to go deeper, and I want to cut off these false dependencies. You know, that's the biggest thing for me is that is that letter. It helped me so much to see in what I what my problem really is and it's me and it's what i put my what i put my faith into what i turn to i either turn to god or i turn to myself and <clears throat> it's it's obvious now i'm just excited with the sponsor and to go deeper in this and um i love this meeting if i hate being here in the week thank you randy thanks thanks dan good to see you okay who's next oh anastasia Hi, Anastasia, alcoholic. Thanks for the meeting and everyone showing up today and Randy for gracing us with your humor and recovery. I'm just imagining um, an alcoholic listening to the podcast like one person 23,000 times. I'm like, I wouldn't put it past one of many of us to be that obsessed (laughs) on feeling better. I mean, why wouldn't I try something 23,000 times um, if I really wanted to understand it? Uh, (laughs) Not that that person was me, but um, that was pretty funny. And uh, when you said that, I imagined that in my mind and I just started laughing so hard um, 
that I wrote on my gratitude list right here in front of me. I'm grateful that laughter breaks my brain fog, like Mm. everything in my body changed. Mm. And it was like, I'm like, oh my God, I just had a chemical shift, like laughter, you know, it's like that really, um, no wonder I crack jokes. It makes me feel better. Mm. But, um, yeah, um, I have a prayer here that I wrote, um, yesterday above my gratitude list and I make grids on a piece of paper Oh, everything is fogged out right now. You can't see it. It's blurry background. But I make grids on a piece of paper, and um, that way I have a small section where I can write something down every day that's, like, between five or seven lines long, and I don't have to look for a new piece of paper and get lost because I'll write, like, 50 things I'm grateful for, and then my mind gets mushy and, like, a merry-go-round on something that's supposed to be helpful. So I keep it concise because I'm obsessive even with gratitude. And um, above that, I wrote a prayer yesterday, and I was asking my higher power um, to help interfere, like help me interfere um, with this brain fog I have. Because, you know, sometimes I wake up, I called it frumpy and bumpy. I said, God help me, I'm feeling a little hungover. And um, some of that due to things I have going on that aren't related to alcoholism, but um, aggravated alcoholism makes it feel worse. And I can be prone to um, a lot of narrative shooting off in my mind. And um, I ask God to help me interfere on that trigger being pulled of thought. And um, so I feel like my mind wants to help me. Like I'll have an uncomfortable feeling in my body. And if it's not health related, it could just be stress related or a worry or some type of self-centered fear. And I think my mind's trying to help get in there and like rapid fire. And um, it almost creates like a different sensation um, that feels better and more productive than whatever uh, anxiety or brain fog I'm having, but it doesn't help. So I ask God for help. And when I notice that I ask God to be with me, I sit there and just be present with how I'm feeling in my body. Cause my mind doesn't want that. It's trying to like make it go away with thinking, but that makes everything worse. So it's, it's been helping. Um, I feel like, you know, it helps me to, to kind of, that's where I'm bringing my will more into alignment with my higher power, um, where I'm trying to work with my higher power in the moment. So I'm not just kind of like, oh, God, help me. You know, I can't I can't stop my mind because then I'll really be spiraling um, out. So that helps. Um, the gratitude list helps. I'm finding in my gratitude list. Um, I have some things I'm grateful for that have made me feel better, like things that bring me joy, like dance classes. I started a graphic design program, which does not make me happy when I'm doing it. That part of my mind does not like learning. I'm very much like a holistic person. So this part of my brain is just like, no, no, make it stop, you know, like shut off the computer, but I'm grateful to learn something new. Um, And those are the things I write down in my gratitude list. It kind of reminds myself that like bringing some types of joy into my life and noticing how it helps me, you know, also breaks up that trigger being pulled, you know, it's just a reminder there, there's other things going on in my experience. So I'm really grateful to be here with a bag of nuts that are just as crazy as me. Um, and that also have, um, you know, a lot of times so much solution to share with me. So I, I can start writing like this because it's because I come here and hear people doing this that I start doing it. Thanks for being here.
Thanks, Anastasia. Marlon. Hey, Randy. Hey, Marlon. Great to hear you, mate, as always. Uh, thank, you. thank you for your honesty and thank you for some of the little tips and advice on the meditation and the, the prayer. It really, really helped. Um, thank you, mate, for that. Um, yeah, I'm Marlon and I'm a grateful member of Alcoholics Anonymous. And uh, I'm going through the steps again with my sponsor. And um, I was, I've been doing a lot of uh, paperwork today on uh, uh, step one. Uh, and a lot of praying around it. And it kind of hit, hit me today. I had a, one of them wonderful moments of clarity, which hit me deep um, that I'm an alcoholic. Mm. You know, I've only been I've only been here nearly seven years. It's only took, but I, I, you know, I was I got to a five year mark. It's weird, uh, you know, when I first come in, I I come out of meetings and that feeling again hit me. Oh shit, alcoholism is what I've been suffering from, but I'm still not an alcoholic. It was that kind of you know just just my my head, my thinking. Um, but I done I had that gift of desperation, so I followed everything my sponsor said and. Um, I got to the five-year mark, and I just, a little bit like the gentleman shared before, I just sort of hit a brick wall. Um, things didn't make sense. I've become unhappy, and, uh, um, yeah, I just, I lo- that lasted on for about a, a year or a year and a half, and then I just went missing for a year, and I tried to do life on my own, Randy, and uh, it didn't work. <laughs> I didn't pick up a drink or a substance, um, but I picked up loads of stuff, uh, you know, DIY. It's like this insistent feeling of wanting to fix myself or fix things, whether that to look good. Mm-hmm. And I spend hundreds and, or thousands on materials that I need, and it has to be Bosch, not the green old Bosch, the blue professional Bosch. You're talking to someone I've never been on a building site, Randy. I don't know about building at all, but I put this on my back. I spend hundreds of doing this. Them tools are now in my cupboard, not doing anything. But I obsess about the work that I'm doing. And it's almost like it's got so much in common with drinking the drugs in the sense of I can't seem to stop. But this wanting to fix things or to be better or to, you know, be relieved of this whatever this thing is that, that I've been suffering from for, you know, the, fir- the first time I, I, my first meeting, I heard something about the head that was, they didn't have a diagnosis from a GP. They was talking about the head was exactly, exactly the same as mine. And I just thought, wow, it's amazing. Um, I, yeah, I just, mate, I want to say thank you. I love the meeting, love the people mm-hmm. out here. And I'm so grateful to be an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll leave it there. Thank you. Thanks, Marla. Cindy. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm calling. Good to hear you. Good to see you. Nice to see you. Oh, this is great today. Um, yeah, I mean, everything you said. And, you know, the good news today is I watch my thoughts. I'm a little bit more aware. I saw myself yesterday. Oh, you're in a hurry. Back up. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I'm very frustrated. Back up. <laughs> An extra meditation. Mm. You know, um, ooh, you're getting greedy. Back up. Like I saw, my, I actually saw myself from the outside yesterday. And I love, I, you know, it's like, it feels really gross. Feels, I'm not using that word. It doesn't feel good. I know when I'm an alcoholism. Mm-hmm. So I have to restart the day at that time, at that moment. Well, you know, and I actually stopped and I called my sponsor. She goes, you're okay. Because I was aware of it. And I called her, I go, oh, I don't like this. She goes, you're okay. You're fine right now. I caught myself before I moved any further. I'm like, I could just blow stuff up in a second. Things are going fine. Blow it up like that. So I stopped. I paused, went agitated or doubtful. Ask for a thought. I'm going to pick up that 500-pound phone. I don't care. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to be in it. I don't want to stay stuck. And um, um, But I can feel it. I get so ugly when it comes on. It really is. It's, it's bad. Um, but when you said, it's, um, I'm saying again, um, what, what was it again? Um, paraphrasing. Um, Basically. Most of the time. What was it? Uh, page again it was just on my mind come on um, all of my troubles yeah it's all all of my troubles not generally all of my troubles are of my own making because it doesn't matter what else is going on they're of my own making so what that happened whatever i'm going through it doesn't matter who cares like we've been through so much you know like it's my own they're all of my own making i can make trouble out of anything you know and what's my part What's my part? You know, 417, acceptance is the answer to all of my troubles. You know, it's like I have to go there and remember that and read that page. I have to all the time for me. Um, But they're all of my own making. Nothing's wrong. Nothing. And if it's wrong, so what? Accept it. Move on. Um, There's something else um, I want to say. I probably don't remember, but it's um, just keep turning. And then when when you were saying, yeah, I have this. And I saw myself the other day. Nah, you know what? Maybe something else would be better. <laughs> but then I watched the thoughts. No, you're fine. It's fine. It's all good. No matter what it is, it doesn't matter. And then I re- realized it's my alcoholism. It wants something else. So just be happy with what I have. And like I was hearing other people with the gratitude list, be grateful. Mm-hmm. You know, wake up with gratitude. Thank God for another day. That's the first thing to thank God letting me wake up today and have my health, whatever health it is. And, you know, and just pray for other people and that's it. Keep it really simple. I try to keep it as simple as I can today. So thank you for being here. And thank you for letting me share. Thanks, thank you Sandy. for being here. Thanks. Joan. Hi, Joan. Uh, I'm on, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> With an alcoholic mind. I, uh, yeah, I'm, really grateful for this. This has helped me so much and everything that I've heard I could identify with, especially the bag of nuts. I like that. But, um, you know, one thing I was going to ask about was listening and you, <laughs> you answered it with that mantra. So I don't need to ask that. And uh, I had that same experience, I think, that a couple people were talking about today. Just, um, you know, I, I did something and, and it's like I, we were out on a bluebird 
watch today. And uh, usually if somebody says something, I got to think about, well, what do I know about that? And I'm going to, you know, add something and blah, blah, blah. And it just came, you know, like, uh, shut up and just listen, you know, to what this person has to say. And I didn't first, you know, say, God, can you help me with this? And it, you know, it like, I don't know, DJ was saying, somebody was saying, it's just amazing. And uh, everything, uh, you know, I, when I first started listening to Prime Time, and I, I heard about the mind, and I watched my mind, and I did see things. And but since I've been, you know, coming here, I really listen, and I just it's constant. And if I'm listening to a Prime Time uh, recording, I say I'm correcting people's English. And I'm, you know, every second, every second, and then if I say, you know, guy, can you help me? And then the next second, I'm thinking about something else. I just, it's just amazing. Mm. Um, but, you know, I uh, I don't get upset about it. And I can sort of just laugh at it, you know, wow, what is that crazy stuff? So that, that's been, that's been wonderful. And the other thing I think came up was, uh, you know, I uh, heard uh, people say uh, before primetime too, you know, if uh, if you don't mind, it doesn't matter. But what, what's what been coming up for me is this doesn't matter, so I don't mind. You know, that seems to really work, you know, just I, I spill something out of well, it doesn't matter, so who cares, you know. It's just wonderful. Thank you so much, everybody. I really... I'm helped. <laughs> so, thanks. Thanks, Joe. It's great to see you. Yeah, good to see you, too. Zoe. Hi, everybody. Good afternoon and namaste. Namaste. Uh, so, I just have to thank you, Randy, so much and everybody else. I have been experiencing, I've uh, become aware of how absolutely uh, intricate our lives are planned by a higher power. Mm. How everything in my life is, um, God is my director. If I just remember that. <laughs> and um, so one thing that I've been noticing is how helpful your way of meditation has been for me mm. in all areas mm. because I'm more aware of my thoughts. I'm more aware of the control that my ism tries to take over my entire life. And um, I'm more readily available to listen to what my higher power has to say to me. I didn't get that before. What I noticed recently is I've been listening to Emmett Fox and um, the seven day mental diet. And I'm thinking, I've been doing this with Randy <laughs> in meditation. And it so I'm not going to do that right now because I'm in kind of a 
well, actually, I probably should do it right now, but uh, I noticed how similar that whole that whole belief, that whole project is in terms of disciplining my mind. And for me, that's what it's about. I have a very undisciplined mind. I mean, a lot of us do. I know mine is absolutely off the wall. And um, it's beautiful. I just, I have to thank you for that because, I mean, I can, I can count up to 45. <laughs> yeah. I stop and I haven't harmed anyone. I'm just practicing. It also, my, my yoga practice comes into the same thing. Everybody, everything has to be an asana. Mm -hmm. Everything has to be a the project for everything in my mind has to be a still and sacred place. Um, and that's what I want. I come to this meeting and it's so interesting. I kind of sit here and I feel the indwelling presence of it or something. Sometimes this is woo woo. <laughs> I feel kind of a soft vibration. That's that's wonderful. I, I feel more at peace mm. these two meetings a week than I do. I mean, anywhere. I mean, I, mm. but I think it's because I'm so open mm -hmm. to receiving here. Mm -hmm. I feel safe. Mm -hmm. I feel very safe. And I thank you for that. <clears throat> thank you, Zoe. You are awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. You are awesome. Thank you. Okay. 12.24. Who's going to do the next share? Okay, Valerie. Hi, family. Valerie Alcoholic. Hi, Valerie. Randy, thank you. Thank you. And I want to piggyback a little bit off what you just shared, Zoe, because I feel so safe here. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm 64 years old. Mm. And I'm just learning how to form sentences. <laughs> I never got into uh, thinking. It was always um, feeling. <clears throat> I didn't know that my thinking was the root of, of all my problems. <clears throat> and I don't know about you guys, this is the best I've ever lived. I remember going through psychiatrists, psychoanalysts, psychotherapists, all that stuff, and nobody ever told me to watch your thoughts, monitor your thoughts, or you need to get honest. None of that. Here, take this pill. And I'd take it, but I'd still feel because I was still thinking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really making sense today, and I don't need to repeat that stuff. I'm open. I want to go further. I am going further. I have a damn good sponsor. I have a woman who respects me and, and lets me be a woman. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I make mistakes, but I learn from that. Nothing's wasted I'm seeing in God's world. Mm -hmm. Nothing. And mm -hmm. I'm just so grateful to be able to participate in it sober and help other women and and some guys mm -hmm. you know i'm 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 pretty good in that area mm -hmm. but i love you randy mm. thank you so much everybody that's all i have thank you thank you valerie all right four more minutes one more share 
anybody? Paul. Oh, an alcoholic with alcoholism. Thanks, okay. Randy. Thanks, everyone, who shared who's here today. So I want to go back to what you said, something to the effect that I can't fix my way to sanity. Um, yeah, I know. That made me, made me laugh because I know when I say to somebody, let me think about that, that I'm, that I'm in for a miserable period of time. <laughs> I really do. I suffer. I really suffer. It means, first of all, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm actually going to think about it instead of asking my higher power what to do. And, you know, I think I was brought up like a lot of people who are, who are um, rewarded for, quote, their thinking in school and so on. But the type of thinking that it was is, like, say, in mathematics, you're good at math because the law of mathematics is given. You know the law and you follow the law, which in a way is like asking higher power what to do. It's not my will. Myself doesn't come in to do math. It's just the law of mathematics or the law of language or, you know, playing Scrabble or whatever it happens to be. Um, but when I get myself involved and I think I'm thinking or I'll think about it, I hate thinking. <laughs> No, really, it's a miserable pastime. So I just had to laugh at that. We can't think our way to Saturday. Mm. Um, and the other thing reminded me of something that Einstein said, that the uh, the same mind that created the problem can't solve the problem. And, um, and he thought better than I think. But so there you have it. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. I'm going to read this because somebody sends me uh, like three or four sayings every day that are really, you know, good stuff. A lot of it is the stuff you hear all the time. But this is from Eckhart Tolle. Most humans are never fully present in the now because unconsciously they believe that the next moment must be more important than this one. But then you miss your whole life which is never not now. How cool is that? Most so, I would read it a little differently. I read it in the first person. I am never fully present in the now because unconsciously I believe that the next moment must be more important than this one. But then I miss my whole life, which is never not now. <laughs> love that all right enjoy your nows one at a time this one right now i've enjoyed all of you so much and all of your sharing so much today and i appreciate you i'm so grateful that you came and meditated with me i probably would not have meditated today without you so i appreciate you for keeping me in my meditation practice and um, that's it. We'll do this again on Saturday. Saturday, we're in the sixth step and, uh, we're in the 12 and 12 on the sixth step. We're reading a little bit and talking about it and trying to figure out what to practice. And, um, that's it. So we'll do a moment of silence together 
And if you want to stay on for a moment or two afterwards, um, we can chat after the meeting if you want to chat. Okay, so if you'd like to, you can unmute yourself and we'll do the serenity prayer together. God? Uh, me the serenity no. to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Your will, not mine. Yes. Have a great, great day, guys. Everyone have a great day. That was amazing, Randy. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Welcome. Hope to see you again. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you so much.